There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Let's take a few moments to get a focus on the continent of Africa because as you've heard us talk about on this program perhaps many times, the way that sub-Saharan Africa has grown so dynamically under the gospel message. It's a great opportunity today to check the pulse of what's going on in sub-Saharan Africa and to help us get to understand some of that. Ben Campbell, who is the CEO of African Enterprise for Australia and New Zealand, is joining us. Hi, Ben. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Delighted to be here. Sometimes we hear of just the magnificent growth of Christianity in sub-Saharan Africa, one of the big hotspots, one of the global revival centres of the world. Uh, Give us your insights into how that seems to be developing, Ben. It's very encouraging that uh, so many people identify with Christianity. Uh, If you were to do a survey, uh, you might see up to 90% of a particular population feel that, that they are Christian. Uh, so our real challenge is their understanding of the gospel more than their affiliation. So you've got this affiliation thing which works well, and you've got an evangelism program that brings converts into the kingdom. But then there's a real challenge here, isn't there? The way you disciple those new converts from being baby Christians to being mature Christians. This is where a real challenge is in Africa. Uh, indeed it is, uh, Neil. So we're seeing that so many people in uh, Africa are maybe only primary school educators. Uh, they perhaps can't afford to go on beyond that. They'll need to go out and work. Um, and with some of the issues around uh, just general services such as water, they might find themselves having to cart water backwards and forwards and you know bring in the morning uh, and in the evening, and that takes away from the opportunity to even learn or grow. So what you tend to find is people with a a great faith um, and an ability to speak and a desire to talk about Jesus, uh, who might be running a church, but in some cases are illiterate um, and can't even read the Bible. That's not to say that everyone's like that, but there are a lot of people who really need to understand the truth of Jesus a lot greater to be... um, to then help to train and teach and disciple their own congregations as part of their ministry. Ben, when we say working in Africa, Africa is a huge continent. Uh, Give us an indication of the main countries that you might be focusing in on right now, because there's an awful lot of countries. Which ones are the main ones we're going to talk about today? Uh, So we're working mostly in the sub-Saharan area from the west. Uh, We have uh, an office in, in Ghana. Um, right through to the eastern Ethiopia and down, so Malawi, Tanzania, right down to South Africa. And as I understand what's happening in the nations of continental Africa, uh, oftentimes you've got people gravitating from their farming, uh, their sort of uh, you know existence-oriented life towards the cities, and the populations are all fairly young. Give us an idea of 
of what's the difference between what we think of, uh, you know, when we think of Australia, we're thinking of generations from children right up to the elderly. In Africa, that's somewhat different. Oh, it is. It's it's remarkable that the average age of the continent is is around eighteen years. Eighteen of age. years of age. Yeah, and so just speaking about that rural to city uh, migration, uh, there's people looking for opportunities in the city. Uh, they come across there looking for work and for income, and unfortunately, we see that uh, they might get stuck in a slum. Uh, for example, and that's where you see uh, if you visit Africa, a lot of people walking down the middle of the streets trying to sell goods, uh, water, um, you know, trinkets, uh, or women who get caught up in some pretty horrific uh, situations. So they're migrating from the country areas into the city areas. Cities are growing uh, exponentially. Um, so our work is to have a look at how do we reach out to those people in the cities with the good news of Jesus. As you say, the risk is that you get stuck in a slum. So you've come from your farming community. You've moved to the city. You've got no money. You've got no assets. You find your way into a slum area because that's where everyone seems to gravitate to who has nothing. So is this one of the areas that as a Christian ministry that you'd find is actually really fertile ground to reach out with the gospel? Uh, it's, it's a huge area, unfortunately, uh, a very large area. So as part of our mission, uh, a slum would be a part of that because inevitably it's in there in a region in the city or within the city itself. What I can say is that uh, in places of desperation, there is a there is definitely an increased openness to for a way out. Um, and the good news of, of Jesus is definitely, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to place hope in God uh, rather than, you know, the, the circumstances they're in. They can't uh, necessarily rely on governments. Um, and then some pretty dire um, situations. Um, however, in the slums themselves, you're seeing um, issues around so there's, there's drugs and, and alcohol and uh, a, a lot of illegal things that are going on there. So you, you see a lot of um, people in pretty um, difficult situations who may be hostile to God as well. Interesting, because in every culture you've got a difference socioeconomically. You've got the poor and you've got the middle class and you've got the rich, but there's clearly a lot of poor people in Africa. In all of these sorts of nations, we're talking about sub-Saharan Africa. And as you say, a lot of that movement from the country to the cities gravitates towards the slums. And just to pick up on what you're saying here, drugs and alcohol, uh, that's a big issue, particularly amongst the poor. Well, it's it's an issue that's common to a lot of us uh, in Australia as well as in Africa. It's just that the size of the population means it's 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 larger. Um, but picking up on those different levels of society, if you um, we've got the slums, we've got uh, a business community, we have marketplaces, and we have the leaders. Now, it just turns out that uh, a lot of the wealth is concentrated in a very small proportion of people. But our, uh, well, the particular focus of our organization, African Enterprise, is to look at reaching out to all levels of society, stratas of society. Um, so we'll hold leadership um, breakfasts, uh, prayer breakfasts um, for our contacts in, in parliaments, um, right through to the armed and uniformed um, personnel. Uh, and uh, and often we'll find that uh, because of their openness to Christianity, which we don't see as much here, you know, uh, when we do a citywide cleanup, which starts 
a mission. You might see the army involved, you might see prison guards, you might see hospital staff, um, government um, employees all joining in as well. Okay, let's talk about the people because reaching out into communities, uh, taking an evangelistic message, what difference does that make to people's lives? Because, you know, you can be in one trajectory uh, with your drug, alcohol, culture, and, and there are other issues that are associated with poverty, and we won't go into all the deep uh, issues there. But when someone gets this message of the gospel, the penny drops, uh, they become born again. They've got a new life in a different direction. What typically happens in the life of those people? Because there's an awful lot of people coming to Christ under the ministry of African Enterprise. What are you seeing in the lives of people as they move in a different direction towards God? Now, that's right, Neil. There's um, uh, We've calculated that on general each year there's around 100,000 people uh, coming to Christ, committing or recommitting. Uh, through our citywide missions in 10 to 11 different countries per annum. Um, so we've got plenty of stories of lives changed and transformed. And one of the ones that stands out to me uh, is a chap who was on his way to take his own life, unfortunately. Um, he had acquired the implements to to enable that. And then he came across uh, our missioners, our evangelists in the city. He listened to them. Um, he he made a decision for Christ. He dropped his implements into the nearest bin, um, and then his life was transformed to the point where he actually joined us in the mission. And undoubtedly, that's a story that would be time and time again. You'd hear stories of lives completely changed and transformed, heading in one direction uh, with no hope, all of a sudden discovering the Jesus of the Bible and moving into a different direction. From what I understand... Ben, the way that you can finance these missions into cities all around Africa, it's fairly inexpensive to do that. You're reliant on nationals who are carrying that gospel message. You're just helping to coordinate how that happens. Give us an indication here how expensive it is uh, to be able to actually reach out into these nations. Yeah, well, compared to Australia, it's it's amazingly cheap, and the dividends or the harvest is is very large. So our particular ministry where we can is that we will host volunteers to stay um, with others in a particular city that we're reaching out to. So that means uh, when we hold a mission over seven days to 10 days, that the cost per person or volunteer who's out there ends up being around $2 a day. So we could be reaching out to a city expecting to reach between a hundred to 300,000, depending on the city. Uh, and it could be as inexpensive as around yeah, $2 per person per day. Um, typically, a mission in a standard sub-Saharan city would be around uh, $20,000. Uh, so we seek to raise those funds from our supporters in Australia. And I know there have been some very generous supporters from Australia over the years, and uh, it's not only Australians that shoulder the burden, but Australians have been very generous and one of the main contributors to the enterprise that happens with African Enterprise and your evangelistic outreaches. And, uh, you know, Australians have been a part of this for a long time. We have. Um, so we were established in Australia 40 years ago, um, and Australians are amazingly generous. Um and uh, yeah, without them, we couldn't be achieving the numbers that we're doing today. So we have uh, incredibly experienced evangelists um, who are out there in the field just waiting to, to, to reach out to more cities. Uh, we have 
massive teams of churches and volunteers and evangelists who are just willing to go and um, travel from different countries at their own expenses to come across to a mission in a particular country. Uh, and the need is, is always there and the growth is always there. I, I really think from Africa starting out at the beginning of the 19th century, um, I don't think the percentage was particularly high uh, of the number of Christians that you could see in any particular continent. But I know that Australians um, and the work of organizations such as African Enterprise have seen that growth in Christianity to around that 90% mark. Now we've really got to be keep working our way up to the north, um, keep working on those areas that have been hostile to Christianity to at least have the freedom to hear about the good news of Jesus um, and to yeah just keep working because we know there's many forces working against us as well. And to keep working, you need lots of friends to help you along the way. And when you say you can finance volunteers that will run mission campaigns into major cities in nations in sub-Saharan Africa, and you can help to fund that at the rate of just $2 a day, that is just amazing. And I know that there'd be listeners saying, how can I be a supporter of African Enterprise? There's runs on the board. There are campaigns that are operating. You've got all sorts of things in the planning. You are looking for people to be financial supporters. But I know you can also take people over to Africa, that they might be volunteers and live in the same conditions where your on-the-ground volunteers are. And I know that'll put some people off, but others will be going, that's what I want in a missions trip. I want to go and actually be in amongst the people. Well, let me tell you how you can connect with African Enterprise, the Australian office African Enterprise here's the website africanenterprise.org.au africanenterprise.org.au Ben Campbell is the CEO of African Enterprise for Australia and New Zealand Ben thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020 and God bless you Vision Radio for all the work you do in bringing Christ to the people thank you Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.